Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Perpetual Traffic. We're excited to be here with you guys. We hope you're having an awesome week. This episode is a continuation of a troubleshooting series that we're doing. So we know that if you're planning to run Facebook ads or if you've run Facebook ads in the past, you have probably launched campaigns that simply haven't worked. I think that anyone who has bought media online has probably done something that hasn't worked exactly the way that you planned. It's really the nature of the game. So we wanted to create a few episodes about specific scenarios that you might be experiencing when your ads aren't working and to really go through some checklists that we've created of what we do when we encounter these certain issues. This week, we're going to talk about what to do if your CPA, your cost per acquisition of a customer, if it is too high. Again, this is an issue that we have all, I'm sure, run into and we would all love to acquire customers at a lower (laughs) price. So I think this is a really, really important episode. Ralph, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, this is awesome. We might want to call this our sucky ad mini series. I don't know. <laughs> Sucky ad mini series. So, I mean, sometimes I love it. <laughs> sometimes stuff just doesn't work. <laughs> yep. You know, not every campaign, not every ad set, not every ad that we launch works perfectly. So, this is by no means all inclusive. I don't think there's any way we can get into a couple of different episodes here in perpetual traffic about every scenario here, but I think as we go through these, it'll probably spur some additional conversations that are maybe not necessarily around this part of our checklist here, but also ways in which you can overall improve your ads. And I think we got into that a little bit more last week, even though we were really talking about just goose eggs. What happens if you have no conversions? Well, in a lot of scenarios, the same sort of things that you can use to troubleshoot zero conversions, you can use to troubleshoot the stuff we're going to talk about today and in future episodes. So yeah, looking forward to getting into this because I love talking about failure. Uh, Molly, I really do. I mean, you learn so much more from failure than you do from success. And I've got two teenage boys and I tell them this all the time. And one of them is a, you know, huge baseball player. And, you know, right now he's batting in the 200s, you know, he's not batting 300. But even if he was batting 300, that means he fails seven out of 10 times Mm. when he gets to bat. And I look at Facebook ads as the same kind of thing. So true. And when even in your massive campaign from episode 158, you ended up pausing a ton of ads. Yeah, I think still half of what I did didn't work. <laughs> Easily. So world class. If you're world class, you're batting 500, really. If you're like Molly Pittman level. Aww. But for most of us, it's you know between like 
200 and 300. So 70% yeah. of the time, you're not going to get the result that you want, which is what this episode is all about. And that's okay. Because it is okay. And it means you're testing too, if you're failing. And also with failure, the fear of failure is why most people don't take action in the first place, right? Yeah. Yep. So failure to me is good. It's like, okay, at least I'm learning something and we're closer to figuring out what works. I always think that there is a fear too. Like if you get into sort of the psychology of it. So yesterday, for example, we've got a customer that's not getting the CPAs. Actually, in their case, it's the ROAS that they're looking for, not necessarily a CPA. They don't really care about what their cost per acquisition is. All they care about is a ROAS number, which is return on ad spend, which is how much they're making divided by their ad spend. So that's your ROAS. And I launched some campaigns late last night on a Friday, and I'm actually kind of scared to look at them today because I really don't want to know in a lot of yeah. ways because I know, you know, here I am launching some campaigns and the account manager, the ad managers, you know, the creative people are looking at it like, we hope this thing really works. It might not work. And chances are yeah. it probably won't work if we do the law of averages here of 70% failure. So the point is, is like, no matter how good you get at this, you're always going to have reservations. Yeah. Even having done this since 2009, I still feel that trepidation, which is fine. So this episode will help you get through that, overcome those fears, but also hopefully give you some really tactical things to do when your cost per conversion is too high, which is a big problem. Your CPA is just a number. So even right out of the gate, if you're failing, if it's too high, well, good media buyers go in and they optimize until they figure out how to decrease that cost per acquisition. That's where the real work is done totally. in the optimization phase. So yeah, we're going to show you exactly what we do when we run into a situation of a CPA being too high. Let's get started. What do we do when our CPAs are too high? Well, we do a lot of things. I don't know. <laughs> but what we tried to do is break this down by what you're seeing in the ads manager. So for example, we're big believers in looking at your data and pulling out reports and using your columns inside ads manager to be able to do custom breakdowns of what exactly is going on. And we'll refer to that a little bit in here to help guide you through this. But there's so many different ways to get your CPA lower or lower your cost per conversion or cost per lead or however you want to say it that we kind of broke this down based upon click-through rates, cost per click, social shares, lots of different metrics, because I think that's a good way of sort of looking at it. And I think everyone Absolutely. who's listening here is running active Facebook ads. I see a lot of people not looking at some of the data that Facebook gives you. And that is usually an indication. It might not be the reason, but it's a smoking gun to try and yes. get to a solution. Yeah, I sort of call these secondary metrics, right? If your first primary success metric is CPA, well, when that is too high, we're going to talk through some secondary metrics and really situations that you need to look for to identify exactly what isn't working, right? right. It's kind of yep. like a doctor. You know, it's like your patient comes in and they say that they're sick. Well, you need to figure out what their symptoms are, right? So that you yeah. can get to the root of the problem. So that's really what we're going to do today. 
Totally. So when we first went through this back on episode 54, we did talk about a lot of these individual metrics and, you know, what to do. And you got to look at the data that Facebook gives you. And it doesn't necessarily tell you, it doesn't scream, do this. It's just an indication as to what to do next. So hopefully we'll be able to guide you down that path here today. So what we've done is we've actually created a downloadable checklist for you for this episode, as well as last week's episode, episode 160, and any other episodes that we're going to be doing on troubleshooting. And all you need to do is just go over to Facebook, search in the search box for tier 11, and you'll see us come up and then just click send message uh, right at the top of the page, right underneath all the little hands with the little phones there and uh, type in the word checklist. So go to Facebook, go to tier 11, uh, you can spell it either way, tier 11, numeral 11, or tier 11, spell it out. And it goes right to tier 11, send message, and put in the word checklist. And we will send you this checklist. And this checklist is actually is more comprehensive than the one that we're talking about here on this show, as well as uh, episode 160 and any other episodes that we do. So definitely download it and uh, go step-by-step through it. And hopefully uh, you can use this as an ongoing tool to improve the effectiveness of your campaigns. So let's get right into it. The first thing is, this is a really sort of simple one. So last week we we went for super simple, like make sure your ad isn't paused, make sure it's actually approved, stuff like that when you're getting zero conversions. Even the experts need to be checking on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) Absolutely. I saw this happen in one of our ad accounts just the other day and magically like Facebook, it shut off the ad. Yeah. If you're not getting enough impressions, they're starting to shut off ads now, which is kind of cool. Yeah. It's cool. And it's sort of frightening at the same time, especially if you've got campaigns that are doing well and you want them to continue to do well. Sometimes Facebook doesn't necessarily always do the best thing, especially with some of these beta programs like this one. But anyway, regardless, the first thing that you really want to do is if let's say you launch 20 ad sets for 20 different audiences and maybe in each ad set, maybe you're not using the Michigan method, for example, which is way back in episode 71, we introduced a strategy that we use to test. We're using it still because it is really, really effective to be able to figure out what works best in a combination of interests as well as ad copy and creative. It's referred to as the Michigan method. That's episode 71. Definitely go back and check that one out on perpetual traffic. But Once we launch a lot of those ad sets, we'll typically use one ad per ad set in a Michigan method, and we'll set the daily budget for what we believe is our target CPA, but maybe two to three times that target CPA. So for example, Mm -hmm. if we're trying to get a lead campaign for $3, we might set the budget at $10 a day just Mm -hmm. to see if we can get or squeeze that $3 out of that lower budget combination of ad copy, creative, plus interest at the ad set level. So the very least, if your CPAs are too high, go back and look at your campaigns once you've launched them. And as long as you've got impressions, but you don't have any conversions in those ad sets or for those ads, just go ahead and pause them. Mm. Now, this does break a bit what the algorithm really wants. The algorithm really wants you to run that ad for at least seven days or so. So it has this continuous learning, sort of figures out who your audience is that's best to convert inside the audience that you're targeting. So remember, if you're targeting like a 2 million person audience for whatever it happens to be, let's say it's some cosmetic brand, you know, it's 2 million person audience. 
in that 2 million people, if you're trying to get a website conversion, not all 2 million are potential targets for you. Typically, it's maybe 100,000, 200,000, maybe 300,000 people in that audience are supposed converters. And I'm using the little air quotes there. Mm. So when you're using the website conversion objective, Facebook circles the wagons on the part of your audience, like the subset of your audience that you're targeting, that is most likely to convert. So Facebook is really good about this. So we found that within the first three or four days, they've started to really figure it out. Maybe all the learning isn't there after seven days, but if you're spending budget on ad sets that are spending $10 every single day and you don't have a single conversion and your overall cost per acquisition, your overall cost per lead, your overall conversion cost is too high, just simply shut those ad sets off. I know you did that a lot in that campaign that we talked about a few episodes ago, Molly, and it's sort of an iterative process here. As you launch more, a lot of stuff isn't going to work. So just simply pause it. Yeah, totally. And it's something that after the three-day or so optimization period, that's really what I'm looking for every morning. You know, The first thing I check is this success metric, which for me was cost per lead, but you know, I'm sorting by results and turning off anything that didn't make in the cut. Yeah. So by default inside Facebook, when you go into your actual ads manager, performance is in the columns like the default report that you see. So that will immediately show you results, reach, impressions, and then cost per results. So results and cost per result is clickable, and you can actually sort by it. So sort by greatest to least. You can also, in the case of the campaign that I referred to in the intro about return on ad spend, you can also insert or customize your columns on performance and then insert ROAS or return on ad spend. So that'll give you an idea as to how much you're spending, how much you're making, and what that metric is. So there's a lot of different ways to do it. If your CPA is not what you're targeting, you're targeting more of a return on ad spend, you can do the exact same thing that we're talking about here. Just pause those ad sets, pause those ads that just aren't converting for you. Absolutely. So that'll make an immediate impact first and foremost. And I think that's always something that's a delicate balance between testing and giving Facebook enough information so that they can then go out and find your converters. But if you're running a fair amount of traffic, sometimes you just can't wait for Facebook and you just got to pause stuff and kill it off before it starts to really sink your budget or it's not good for your business. Yeah, cause big damage. So that's the first one. So CPAs are too high. Just sort of look back a couple of days and then just start pausing individual ad sets or ads, depending on which it is for you. Hey there, this is Darren Clark, the producer of Perpetual Traffic. Before we continue the episode, I just wanted to tell you that this week's show is brought to you by Digital Marketer Lab Elite. In Lab, you will gain access to an extensive library of strategies, blueprints, and masterclasses for every aspect of the marketing industry, as well as becoming part of the world's leading community of experts in business growth. To start your free trial, go to bit.ly forward slash labelite. That's bit.ly forward slash labelite. Awesome. What's the next one, Mr. Ralph? So the next one is, as I said, we're going to get super simple. Pause your bad ad sets or ads. That's like 
we talked 10 minutes about that, but that's pretty much what you do yeah. to control your costs. And a lot of it's happening. <laughs> yeah, a lot of it's happening. But then these are all going to be more along the lines of looking at the metrics that Facebook gives you. So mm. when you log into your account, like I said, you can customize your columns. Performance typically is the one that is by default that is right. shown automatically. And then if you click on that drop-down menu, you'll actually see all kinds of other reports that Facebook has pre-selected for you. So a couple of ones are like for messenger engagement. That's a cool one. I haven't mm. seen that one in a while. Bidding and optimization, cross-device, what your videos are doing, video engagement. The one that I want you to look at is performance and clicks. It's about five or six down on that menu. And that will actually give you a lot of good metrics as well. The ones that we typically look for is we look at clicks or link clicks, okay, as well as CTR. So CTR is click-through rate and link CTR. Link CTR will tell you how many people are actually clicking over to your site versus if it's just CTR, then it would be people clicking on your ads, period. Correct. So there's a big difference between those two things. So there's link CTRs if they click your call to action button at the bottom of your ad, if they click your headline in your mm. ad, if they click the little learn more at the end of your video, or if you have a link or maybe a link shortener in your post copy, any of those is considered a link click. So that's people, they know that they're going to be going off Facebook. They're going to be going to your site, to your landing page, to your sales page, whatever it happens to be. All clicks are all those things I just mentioned, Plus, they're also, if they click the link for your page in the upper left-hand corner, right. if they comment, clicking share, clicking like, clicking to watch the video itself, mm -hmm. maybe this is even like a hide post, which is negative feedback stuff, like any other click aside from a click that goes to your website is all clicks. So we don't mm -hmm. look at that one quite as much. That's more of a gauge of like engagement. So really important to look at inside ads manager is to look at performance and clicks and link clicks. Now there's also another one outbound clicks, which is in there as well. So you could use that one as well. But the point is, it's like, that's the metric that you really want to look at. So when we're yeah. talking about click through rate or cost per click, we're talking about click through rate for link clicks well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. 
And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cost per click for link clicks. And just to note something there, obviously your click-through rate tells you a lot about your unique link click-through rate, basically tells you how interesting your ad copy, creative, and offer are if people are clicking on your ad. But I see a lot of people looking at the click-through rate for the overall ad, and they get really confused because they think that Google Analytics or Facebook tracking is broken, but really they're not looking at unique link clicks, right? So there's a mismatch there. And I also wanted to note that Part of running ads is that you're building your page, is that you're increasing the awareness around your brand. So if you do see that you're getting clicks where people are obviously sharing or they're going over to your brand page and hopefully liking it, that's also not bad. So that's a conversation I had with a client the other day. It was like, this isn't bad. This is just part of it. You've got people that aren't maybe interested enough to go ahead and take that action, but they are interested in your brand and they've become a warm audience now. For sure. I mean, there's value to everything. I mean, I think whatever you're paying for from a click perspective or from an activity on your ad, you should in some way, shape or form, figure out a way to leverage it. And if it's at the very least giving you an indication that, all right, people are enjoying that ad or engaging with that ad, all right, you're hitting on something that is good. It's a positive thing. So that can then be turned into you know, a strategy for monetization. The point is that for here, we're really focusing mostly on straight up conversions, but somebody clicking on your ad, doing a lot of clicking, and as long as that's not negative feedback and they're yep. you know, hiding your ad and looking into all those sorts of things, which we've gone through in other episodes... Draw some positivity from it because that means mm-hmm. that your ad is resonating with the audience. We actually have a tip here in today's show specifically around that, Molly. Ooh, all right. I'm excited. So CTR, click-through rate, is link click CTR for our purposes here. CPC, when I mentioned CPC, is link CPC, link cost per click. So if we look at just in general, sort of if we're trying to troubleshoot our CPAs being too high, our cost per acquisition, our cost per purchase, our cost per lead... If our click-through rate is high and our cost per click is low, that's actually good. So if you really think about it, that means a lot of people are clicking through. And because a lot of people are clicking through and because Facebook is viewing that as a positive user experience, they're rewarding you with clicks that are costing you less money. Mm. So in general, and there's no hard and fast rule for this because every industry is different. A high click-through rate is something that's maybe over 1%, Mm -hmm. just in general. Something that's below 1% is typically has a lower click-through rate. That means that less than one in 100 people that see your ad are actually clicking. So if you really think about it that way. And remember again, Ralph, if 
your CPA is still in a reasonable place where you're happy and your click-through rate is 0.2, don't turn the ad off just because the click-through rate is low, right? We're saying we've established the CPA is high. So this click-through rate metric is a secondary metric that we're now looking at to say what's good and bad. Correct. Correct. So super important to keep that in mind. All these metrics are secondary indicators to what your main goal is always. And we get that question a lot with like relevance score. Hey, if my relevance score is like a two or a three, should I shut off my ads? I'm like, no, no. Unless the ad sucks and you're costing you an arm and a leg to acquire a customer, then keep it going. The same thing applies here. So it's just for the purposes of today, we're just going to say a high click-through rate is over 1%. A low cost per click is typically under a dollar on Facebook. This might actually Mm -hmm. be closer to a dollar now. But it really, really depends on the industry. But once again, you know, between a dollar and two dollars cost per click is one that it's going to be challenging for you, especially if you have a low cost per acquisition goal. It's going to be a challenge for you to reach your goal if you have costs per click that are two to three dollars. So you think about that. So your goal for your lead magnet is three dollars and it's costing you two or three dollars every time somebody clicks your link. Well, you better have a damn good landing page (laughs) converting like 100%. Like that one that we really thought we were really smart on. We talked about in last episode. (laughs) We actually had the thank you page on the ad after people clicked. We're like, it's 100% opt-in rate. We're geniuses. Yeah, this is great. This is great. And Ralph, a little tip on that too is some markets. So for example, I run the ads for Minichat. And that B2B market is expensive versus some of the other B2C clients that I have where cost per click can be 10 to 30 cents, right? If we have a really good ad, a great way to deal with that if you are trying to generate leads is to look at Messenger as a destination for sure. Especially, like I said, if you're trying to generate leads, because then you're removing the landing page from the equation. Definitely check out episode 136. There's a Facebook Messenger blueprint in that episode that will show you how to deliver a lead magnet in Messenger. Still get that email lead if you need it. But if you are in a market that's higher cost per click, Messenger is a good solution for you. Yeah, absolutely. And likewise, lead ads, which we don't really talk Mm -hmm. about too much here. If you're in straight lead gen, oftentimes you're going to get a very high click-through rate and a very low cost per click there and a really high opt-in rate with lead ads. So definitely look at other ones. For the purposes of this show today, we're really talking about we're sending people off Facebook to your website, to your landing page, to your purchase page, whatever it happens to be. So I'm looking at an ad account right now that's it's not hitting its goal but it's got 28 cent cost per click. So this is exactly like we're using what we're going to talk about here in active accounts right now inside the tier 11 agency. So just in general, anything under a dollar for your cost per link click is a good cost per click. So we're saying a lot of cost per clicks here, aren't we, Molly? CPCP. CPCPC. All right, here's the deal. So if your CPAs are too high and your click-through rate is very good and your cost per click is really low, which is good, there's three really potential causes. First off is your landing page. Mm. Second is your ad sent. And third, this is the one that customers always blame us for. You guys must not have the right targeting. I guess Mm. targeting, yes, but it's a distant third here. 
because we like to think that the algorithm is actually so smart it can actually use even you know lukewarm or okay targeting and find your ideal converter. So let's get into these three things that we can do to solve this CPA too high issue. The first thing is to split test your landing page. And this is something that we don't see a lot of customers doing. And it's pretty easy to do. There is also a way to do this now through split testing inside Facebook to actually set up separate URLs, sending the same traffic from the same audience that don't overlap and don't cannibalize each other to that really easy way to split test landing pages. We've got a really large client that's doing that just this week, as a matter of fact. And guys, when you're split testing... Testing button color and little things is fine, but if you have a CPA that's too high, you need to test something drastically different from what you're trying right now. What I mean by that is so much more than page layout or the color of your font. I'm talking about different hooks, you know, that let's test some completely different messaging and see if that's going to appeal more to this audience. So uh, when a lot of people do a split test, once again, with the air quotes, they might change like, oh, I'm going to change my font or my spacing or my button color. That's a really good one. Yeah. Maybe the image that's on the page. And then they do a split test, maybe through Visual Website Optimizer, which is the one that we use. And then they say, well, you know, I got like a 5% boost on my new page. Well, it just doesn't make that big of a difference. It doesn't make that much of a difference. And typically when we do a split test for a landing page, we see differences right out of the gate. And then they kind of come back to the median. They come back to Mm -hmm. the, to really converge after about a week or two. And I think that's the case where we haven't been good enough in allowing our customers to say, all right, well, let's split test two big differences, like video on the landing page in the color blue versus no video with long form, Mm -hmm. you know, like something that's really stark. So that's an AB test that you want to test as opposed to just like tiny little elements of it, which probably really won't move the needle much for you. Yeah. And something that I saw with a client a few weeks ago, when it did come to design and the way the page looked, it looked very old school. And I think that I mean, most online consumers expect a certain level of design on your page, right? It's almost a trust thing now. If you go to a site that looks really old, you're like, ooh, is this company still in business, you know? And so we were running ads and our cost per lead was like $1.50, which was higher than we wanted. And so the first thing I did was I looked at the conversion rate. The conversion rate on the page was really low. I checked the page again and I was like, wow, I know that this market, that trust is a big deal. So we split test a page that had the same words, but it was very updated from a design standpoint. And our cost per lead went back down to the dollar mark we were looking for. So definitely something to think about too, is the way your landing page looks, but so much more than the button color and exactly what you said, Ralph. And always, I'm going to reiterate this, test a different hook right? Why should someone do whatever you're asking them to do on the page? Maybe the why you're using just isn't strong enough. Come up with another one and test it. I mentioned a a split test for a landing page using two different ways in which to pull people into the same product or the same offer. Like really, you should think bigger than that is that 
you might want to actually split test two different opt-ins or maybe a checklist in a video, like something that's really, really contrasting. And like you said, Molly, it's like the offer. A lot of the solutions to a lot of the things we'll be talking about today comes back to like your offer. Yeah. People just don't want what you're giving them. Yeah. They just don't want your, I mean, sometimes that does happen. And that's all a part of figuring out like how to do this. So don't be discouraged. I mean, if you're getting, you know, conversions right now and your business is running and you're profitable and you're doing well, there's always ways that you can always improve stuff. I mean, obviously all kinds of different offers are going to resonate with different types of people. So just as a general rule, you should always be thinking about different ways to convert the same customer, but still it's your offer is super, super important here. And it definitely guides a lot of your CPAs. So if you're looking at landing page conversion rates as sort of benchmarks, and these are these depends. These are sort of like landing page for an opt-in. In most cases, you know, you should be shooting for about a 20% conversion rate on a page. And that's just for a non-purchase. So in most cases, you will be shooting for more than 20%. So let's say that you have a lead magnet, and I know you've got a lot of experience with this, Molly, obviously, with Digital Marketer. It's like you guys were typically getting about a 40% plus conversion rate on your landing pages to cold traffic. Which really helped my cost per lead. (laughs) Hell yeah. So when you're doing your split testing and you're really looking for conversion rates, use that 20% as your metric. I would say below 10% is really very bad. Now, if you're able to convert those 10% conversions on your landing page to customers and your cash flow positive, then great. But also know that 10% is on the lower end of that. So if you actually go through sort of a traditional sort of digital marketer, I guess this is sort of old school digital marketer kind of funnel where you opt in for a checklist or a video series. And then on the thank you page, you're offered a tripwire, some kind of low price product. And then maybe on the page after that, you're then offered the full offer, you know, the high priced offer or your main offer. Typically, a 20% conversion rate on your landing page is about average. And then on a tripwire page, it's probably less than 10%, I would say. I mean, I think, you know, when we first did this, we thought that 10% was about average. I think it's actually gone down since then. It's probably closer to 5%. What were you guys getting on your tripwire pages, the page after the actual opt-in with yeah, Digital Marketer? about 5 to 7%-ish when I left. So definitely it had gone down a bit. But a good way to overcome that is to optimize your landing page, right? If you can get that conversion rate up, it's funny, the media buyer is the first person to get finger pointed for numbers, (laughs) 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 which which is fine. But it's interesting when you're running a Facebook campaign and you make changes to the landing page, that conversion rate increases and your cost per lead magically goes down. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So a lot of people forget that relationship. And remember also that if you are sending traffic to a landing page that isn't converting and people are back clicking really fast, like we talked about in last week's episode, and we talk about this more in episode 144 when we visited Facebook New York, is that that now negatively affects your ads. It negatively affects the user experience, and it will probably raise your cost per click and make your ads cost more. So your landing page, the page that you're sending traffic to, super important here. So 20% is kind of the average. That's sort of an average benchmark, but you really want to be shooting for 40 plus percent if you're sending it for a lead or for some sort of opt-in. If you flip over to like the e-commerce world, however, we have this conversation with our customers a lot. 
because we deal with a lot of different industries, a lot of different customers selling physical products. We always say that about one to three percent conversion rate from cold traffic to a sales page or a product page is about average. WordStream actually did a great case study on this and went through, and it's uh, one we'll actually link to in the show notes because it's a really good article. Talks about how this varies by industry. And every single industry, there's such variability with finance actually being the highest median conversion rate on a sales page, which I'm not really sure about that one, but that's what they said. And that's what they found. So somewhere between one to 3% is about average if you're sending it, you know, your traffic straight to a purchase page, but you really want to be going for higher than that. You want to be testing lots of different things, you know, a pre-sale engagement page, maybe versus your home page versus a collection page versus a traditional sales page. Like Molly said, change up your offer. Maybe try a lower priced offer with a coupon, maybe, or maybe you bundle. So there's all different ways in which you can test this. And this is all going to greatly affect your cost per acquisition. So I think we're making a point here to really look at just not your Facebook ads, but really your business in general. Yeah. And if you as an e-commerce customer can get 10 plus percent conversion rate on your sales page, you're doing pretty good. And if you're not, if you're losing money at 10%, you got to really relook at your business. So we actually do have a customer that's between three to 9% conversion rate. And because of their business model, they require a much higher return on ad spend, which is unfortunate. But the point is, is like, that's a really good conversion rate for physical products off cold traffic. And some action items here. If you aren't quite sure what to do, you know that your landing page is a problem hire a copywriter to create some new variations of the copy on your page. That's probably a huge issue. Hire or work on your actual offer, whatever you're offering them, whether it's a lead magnet or you're actually selling a product or service. Find someone that's really good at conversion rate optimization. Get this problem solved or it will always be a problem in your business. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, that's money well spent. That might seem like an additional expense, but if you really think about it, if they can move the needle and double your conversion rate, all of a sudden that could just transform your business. Absolutely. So yeah, that's the little hinge that swings the big door. Totally. So then on sales pages, just in general, and I think Ryan probably talks about this a lot, is like between about one to 3% on just sales pages, non-physical products is about average. You know, above average, I would consider anything above 3% for, especially for information-based products. But if you're converting lower than 1%, like less than one in a hundred people are converting on cold traffic and you're using website conversion campaigns, you really got to look at that page, look at that offer, like we said here. So does go back to the off Facebook user experience and split test as much as you can. Remember to make sure when you are split testing that you bring over the pixel and you do all those things that we talked about last week's episode, Molly, Yeah. so that you actually can gather some data. All right. So solution number two for CPA is too high. We've got high click-through rate, but we've got low cost per click is increasing your ad scent from your ad to your landing page. What does mm -hmm. ad scent mean, Molly yeah. Pittman? Great. I love this one because it reminds me of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Always a Larry reference. Every of podcast course. episode. Yeah. Ruff, ruff. AdSense, basically the way that we all use the internet is pretty interesting. Think about when you're scrolling through Facebook 
And you look up 20 minutes later and you're like, wow, I just scrolled through Facebook sort of subconsciously for 20 minutes, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason you did that is because Facebook has really good scent, right? They've spent a lot of time and money to collect data to know how to keep you on their platform, right? Google is the same way. And what we'll do is as long as we have time and we're not interrupted, we will scroll or click down a rabbit hole through the internet until we land on something that tells our brain, oh, this isn't where we're we're supposed to be. This doesn't match where I just came from. And that's really where the concept of AdSense comes from. So AdSense is essentially the congruency between your ad and the page that you're sending traffic to. So you want to make sure that your ad is congruent to your page as much as possible, while still, of course, being interesting. So things like design, right, your font choice, your colors, obviously the ad copy, the hook, any benefits that you talk about in your product or service, most of that should also be present on the landing page so that people know that they went to the right place. This is a big mistake I even see big companies making. Their ad and their landing page are so different from each other that people get to that landing page and they're confused, right? Because a lot of times we get so close to this and we assume that the landing page can just say a few things because the ad did the work for us. But we need to make sure that ad sent and that congruency is there or they'll hit the back button and it won't be good for our campaigns. We've seen cases of this where we didn't realize that we were doing something right. And there was one case where one of our customers has this very, very specific, very unique selling proposition. And we were split testing a bunch of landing pages. In all our ads, we use the same sort of hook, this sort mm -hmm. of superfoods kind of hook to it. And after testing a bunch of different sales pages, not landing pages, sales pages, we finally had a winner. And then one of us looked back and said, well, the reason is, is because the ad says the same thing as the yeah. page does. And we're exactly. like, uh, duh, of course. <laughs> right? So there's congruency, there's consistency. Consistency can also be in color schemes, or maybe, you know, it yeah. might be the spokesperson that you have in your video ad and their face is on the page. They're like, oh, I've clicked. I saw that guy before. Now I see him again. I'm in the right mm -hmm. spot, that kind of thing. Or maybe it's just general graphics of whatever the colors are, or maybe it's your promise in the headline of your ad that what you're going to get on the same page is the same thing that they actually get when they land on the landing page. So AdSense can be a lot of different things here. So this involves you to sort of take a step back, just like in our last tip, take a step back and look, click on your ad, go through it like you are the first time. It's amazing what we find out when we actually go through this on desktop or we send our ad to our mobile phone and go through it. We actually realized that there was a pop-up that was blocking people from purchasing once, oh, you know, wow. on the second page yeah. in. I'm like, what the hell is that doing there? Totally. You know, it's like, and I couldn't swipe it away on my iPhone. So I was like, ah, screw it. Now I'm off Facebook or I'm back into my newsfeed. Yeah. So like really do look at it like you are your actual customer. And it's hard to do sometimes because, you know, life gets in the way. Yep. And also remember, they're only taking a few seconds to look at your ad and your landing page, right? So if you're repetitive and you feel repetitive, that's good because you're reading and being meticulous about every word. Yep. And most people are just skimming. Yeah, they absolutely are.
And it's like that man, it's like the book by Malcolm Gladwell. People make decisions in a blink of an eye called the yep. book Blink, which is an awesome book. And it's like you do it with your interactions with people on the street, people that you meet, but you also do it in advertising. So first impressions really do matter here. So go back and reinspect your ads, your landing pages, all those things throughout your entire funnel. And chances are your CPAs are going to be able to get to where they need to be if you do follow our advice here. So the next solution of CTRs too high, CPCs low, solution number three, this is one that you're doing a lot with these days, Molly, which is mm -hmm. really cool, which is going back and looking at your interest research yep. to find a better match for your avatar. And our favorite tool, we still use it to this day, is Audience Insights, which Me you too. can get to right inside Ads Manager and start doing some interest research by putting in a, a root phrase that your potential avatar is interested in, and it will give you a wealth of data. Yeah, because a, a big problem is that people build these awesome ad campaigns and they're putting them in front of the wrong people, right? So if you're finding that that's an issue, that your click-through rate is low, it's probably because your audience that you're targeting is not interested in any way with what you're offering, right? <laughs> yep. So a few things you could do, it could be that you're not testing enough in terms of ad sets and different targeting. So maybe you go through a few interests and audience insights and you see what Facebook returns and see if there are any that you're missing, but maybe your avatar is off completely, right? Like for example, I have a client selling a physical product and I was targeting dads and I realized that dads in general, right, after I tested a ton of interests, just simply aren't interested in this product. So I started selling to moms and now mm -hmm. it's doing really well. Awesome. So you might even need to just completely change your avatar if your targeting is continuing not to work. Yeah, that's a really good point. That's not just interest related. I mean, I think yeah, a lot of a times, huge shift. yeah, I mean, really thinking about it. And I think we had this issue when we did some stuff together where we actually thought the product was super male focused. It was yeah. like a can opener. And then <laughs> you said, well, females are buying this thing because we just so happen to be selling it between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. And it was like our entire campaign shifted to more females because it was a great like stocking stuffer they were picking up for totally. their favorite guy. Yeah. So yeah, little stuff like that. It does take some some rethinking and goes back to interest research, avatar research, just doing your research up front as much as possible. And then uh, using the ad grid, which you, yeah. know, you still use to this day. We actually totally. still do use it. Super effective. Yeah, I think all of these are super important, right? Definitely check out your page. We got to look at the conversion rate on the page. Then we have to look at AdSense. Then we have to look at targeting. A lot of times, once you optimize one or all three of those, you're going to see your CPA really drop. Yeah, for sure. So CPAs too high part two. Yeah, we'll get into that in next week's episode. So this was CPAs too high, CTR high, CPC low. But now we're going to get into the really disaster ones where you've, you're really not resonating with your audience at all up front. We'll get into that in next week's show in this continuing series on troubleshooting your Facebook ads. So all the resources that we mentioned here in this show, you can get them at digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. 
make sure to check out the Messenger Conference coming up in September. Conversationsconference.com. Conversationsconference.com, as well as shop.org. Check that out. Really awesome. Two conferences in September, which we're both going to be at. Look forward to seeing you there. And don't forget to download your troubleshooting checklist on Facebook. Search for Tier 11. Send message to us and put in the word checklist. And we'll send you this checklist as well as a bunch of other bonus uh, tips to help you troubleshoot your Facebook and Instagram ads. So until next week, see ya. See you guys. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic. For more information and to get the resources mentioned in this episode, visit digitalmarketer.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening.